cliffcentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on cliffcentral.com. And it is good morning here on cliffcentral.com. My name is Alan Ford with Nathan Rowe, and this is The Unview, where we hope to determine who is the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. We are, we, we're getting, you, I must say you've lost some weight, Nate. I have. I've been, uh, throwing up. I've been throwing up all <laughs> night and just now. Which is uh, exciting. Yeah, I've warned our guests that um, they need to sit on that side of the table. Please don't project You're on You're in me. the danger zone, oh. my friend. Highway to the danger zone. I got it. Okay, so it's so got it. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I'm feeling good now. You know, when, when you have that, uh, you know, upset stomach and you're throwing up, after you throw up, you feel great. <laughs> Until the next half an hour, you know, <laughs> yeah. kicks in. So nine thirty second again. Wonderful discussion. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, the show is all about entertainment. It's about music. Um, I had the pleasure to see Priscilla Queen of the Desert for the eighth time, <laughs> twice in London, three times in Cape Town, and three times in Johannesburg. They should just give you a role. I uh, no, but uh, but I've seen it from backstage and front of house, which is because. Have you quite seen cool. it kind of awkwardly from the side? I actually have. Ah, I saw it last week. So, so I mean, everywhere you can, everywhere you can, except for in the pits. But we'll discuss that later. We've got Kevin Crock, musical director from um, from uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, but has done Phantom. Uh, worked with Il Diva, Catherine Jenkins. We'll chat to him. He's in uh, he's in studio. We've got uh, Siv Ngesi, celebrity boxing match happening. Interesting because the question is, it's celebrity boxing against bullying. I can't yeah. work it out 100%, but Graham Richards is involved. Quite a few. Who's he boxing? Siv is the, the MC in the oh, arranger. We'll okay, chat to okay. him. We've also got a lovely production that has just come to the Joburg Theatre, um, uh, which is called uh, Kakadu, uh, the musical. It's actually a Nigerian musical. And we've got the producer on the line talking to us. And then we'll just look at a phenomenal 80-year-old restaurant called Mama Luciana in Durban. So this is what the show is all about, full of, full of wonderful things. Nate, the next couple of weeks, Jonathan Rocksmouth is coming in. We're going to have Johnny awesome. Clegg. We've got Mango Groove. We've got some really magical, magical things. But I've got to tell you, it always is my biggest honor, because I'm his biggest fan, to welcome South Africa's, I think, greatest star by so many accords, to the show. But before we do, I don't know if you've ever heard this clip. It's a clip that features, um, Charlize Theron, Desmond Tutu, F.W. de Klerk, uh, Liz Mayring, uh, Jack Parrow, many other people. You'll hear their voices. Um, it's a trailer for, uh, that came out last year to talk about the phenomenal Peter Dirk Ace. He is on the line. He's joining us in a second to talk about his wonderful new production happening at Monte Casino called The Echo of a Noise. Um, we'll chat to him in a moment, but, but Nate, play this for me. Yeah. Sabona, Pamela, Molo, hello, from a part of the freedom, the eighties to know, Mandela, the Tutu, the Sutu, the Prince, if you know what's up, you know that Peter's the I had to create a character called Peter Turkey, so otherwise I would never have the courage to have an opinion. Society will always try and put us in the box of something that feels comfortable, and I think he was so hard to put in a box. I don't think Peter's ever had the time or the inclination to say, who am I? I'm unashamedly a Peter Dergais groupie. I mean it when I say you are one of my heroes. He is incredibly larger than life, but is also able to retreat into a space that is his own. I 
is dier en dier een kunstenaar. Hij is die witman met die breinaard. Hmm, ik zie zo. He's never been silenced and he's never allowed anything to silence him. Mensen is wie dit is en dat mensen kind of stuff opgemaakt voor ons. He's not done yet. By not by any means. He is a complex uh, and very interesting person. Political correctness is not part of his armor. He's an enigma. He truly is a legend. Le- and 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 uh, that particular clip not only has Charlize Theron, Nelson Mandela, uh, David Kramer, but also has, of course, the phenomenal Sophia Loren. And that is a man that needs absolutely no introduction. On the line, superstar Peter Dirk Ace, welcome to the show, sir. Hello. Hi, welcome to the show, Peter Dirk. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I don't know if you heard that, but we played that wonderful clip that went out in CakeNet. Uh, your tribute in some respect uh, that had Charlize Theron, it had uh, Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, F.W. de Klerk, Liz Mayring, um, the likes of David Cromer, Jack Parrow. Um, hell, you know, every single time you take to the stage, it gets, it gets more interesting, more faceted. It really <laughs> does. Glad. That's great. I'm glad because one has to keep reinventing the energy and and be original, and, and obviously, I mean, I've got a recipe book of six dishes, but I've got to make them taste different every single time I'm on stage. You know, you, you, you are in your, in your 70s. I, I remember interviewing you when you turned 70, and uh, which was a short period. He's not like late in his 70s, he's like very early. Um, and of course, when Darling, uh, uh, your friend Evita, well, I, I think you guys are on talking terms at the moment, um, turned 80, <laughs> but incredible if you look back uh, at your life um and of course we, we we've done a one on one with you before but but what keeps you going well life keeps me going you know if i stopped i wouldn't have life anymore i mean i don't see the point of even slowing down why must one slow down you slow down when you cross the road because otherwise the bus will drive over you but i mean if you've got health and it's all about health you know if you can really just get on with your life and everything more or less still works. I mean, at 71, some of the hubcaps are falling off, but, you know, and it's just being inspired by so much happening around you. And most of it is actually good news. I know at the moment, everybody focuses on the constant bad news of South African politics. Listen, politics is the scarf you wear around your neck, but the reality of life is your family and your friends and your children and your grandchildren and your pets and your dreams. And um, many people are still letting their dreams uh, come true. And sadly, too many people aren't allowed to, and that's where politics comes in. So that's where my material comes from. I want to, I want to just attack a careless government, which is a very bad word to use mm-hmm. in a democracy, mm-hmm. because they know what they should be doing and they're not doing it. But I really think that by the end of this year, we will have... Let me think of good words to use here. We would have said goodbye to our present incumbent and sent him off to Dubai with all his family and his and his friends, and uh, and then clean the sandbox because you know the sandbox is very full and very dirty because all the political fat cats have had the Saxon world diarrhea. You know, so you've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, it's a litter box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In your own words, uh, I, tell, I tell the story behind the stories. Turning 70 has given me the thumbs up to share the secrets and let the cat out of the bag. This is in your own words about your production, The Echo of a Noise. 
what cats are coming out of the bag? <laughs> well, I think the biggest cat that comes out of the bag is the fact that people see me on stage as they've never seen me before. I mean, I am not there with props and costumes and eyelashes and characters and politics and wagging fingers. Uh, and uh, I'm just sitting there and telling you the story behind the story, which is the life that I have really enjoyed for a long time. Um, it's had incredible ups and some really shocking downs. Um, but I've been, I've been blessed with so many extraordinary people besides my parents, people who have inspired me, people who have actually criticized me, people who have made it very difficult for me to survive. And by those, I mean the National Party government of apartheid. Mm -hmm. But in spite of what they tried to do, I managed to survive them with humor. You know, it's all about not being frightened. And I think <clears throat> the one thing about my story is how I managed to confront fear with humor. Um, and, and it's about me and my dad. I never thought I'd write a, a story about my father. And yet somehow he comes across as being the one person that, that helped me choose the right way in small ways, not, not in big ways. He didn't sort of, it wasn't like a huge thing. It was just a suggestion um, of how my life changed. And then, of course, the lady from the Cape Flats, Sunny Abado, who was our housekeeper, and really, truly, probably helped me break down the barriers of separate development when I was already seven years old. Uh, and I think many, many people in my audience identify with this piece of work more than with anything else because we all have a father and a mother and a life and a childhood and dreams. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience sharing this with my audience. I've got a performance tonight at 8 and tomorrow at 3 and on Sunday at 4 o'clock. Uh, at the Peter Turin Monte Cassino Theatre. So I look forward to seeing people there. You bring Hannes Ace, your dad. You bring your mom, Helga Bas uh, Basile, into it. Um, you talk about your teachers, your passions. You even bring up Sophia Loren. Yeah, my beautiful friend from Italy. Sophia Loren, who when I was 11 years old, I found a picture of her in a magazine and I cut, cut her out and stuck her on the wall next to my picture of Dr. Hendrik Verwoerd. <laughs> and for root fell off the wall. So Sophia saved my life. And, um, you know, I just, uh, it's an extraordinary thing. She just had, was such an inspiration, besides being so beautiful and so talented, that uh, we became friends. And she is a very close friend of mine. Um, and we talk a lot and we laugh a lot. And she was in that movie that they did a documentary film last year called mm -hmm. Nobody Died Laughing. Uh, and Sophia's in the movie. In fact, she said to me when I said to her on the phone some months, like two years ago, I said, they want to make a documentary film about me. And she said, oh, but I want to be in it. Now, listen, if Sophia Loren says she wants to be in your movie, mm. you make sure that she's in your movie. And so that's been a great moment in my life. This is going to be quite an odd question. Are you missing Nelson Mandela in South Africa? You were very oh, close yes, to him. I do. I miss Nelson Mandela's presence because the fact that he was with us and that he actually shared the ups and downs of our democracy with us and led. Let's remember what leadership was about. Um, and yet again, I'm relieved that he's not ha being one of these old stalwarts sitting on the sidelines trying to remind the ANC that there was an alphabet of decency and try to pull them, pull them into gear. So, um, yeah, I miss him. But then, you know, life goes on, and we have to remember his legacy, which will be with us always. And... Uh, because he's no longer in the Tully House, Evita's in the Tully House, so she can do mm. the work on his behalf, you know. <laughs> and how is she doing there? <laughs> How's it I going? She's doing terribly well. She is cooking. She's in the kitchen of the Tully House. She's cooking for reconciliation. She's put the whole ANC on a diet, including the cabinet. 
They now fit into economy class seats on SAA. <laughs> and, um, and she's quite excited about the fact that um, her grandchildren challenged her to protect democracy so that one day when the young people of South Africa need to vote freely and fairly, democracy will be there in full working conditions, and that's her job. She's got her eye on the ball of democracy, and she's making sure that nobody sells that to the highest bidder in Saxon world. We can see you the next. You've got three performances happening over this uh, this long weekend. Of course, uh, tomorrow, uh, quite a big day. It's Youth Day. And, of course, we've got to celebrate what this country's been through June 16th. Uh, it's called The Echo of a Noise. It's happening at the Peterson Theatre at Monte Casino. What, where to from here? Where can we see you next? Is there a book coming out, a new movie? Uh, where, where, where to from here? Or, 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 or do we have to catch you in Darling? You catch me in Darling. I mean, Darling has become a sort of an international place yes. to... To stop is. and stare and giggle and laugh. So I'm in Darling, especially over weekends. Look in the website, which is evita.co.za, and catch Evita on YouTube. She's got her own reality TV show. Every Sunday morning, oh, there are four or five minutes of Evita's free speech, and we're on episode 93 now, so you can catch up on the whole year through her eyes. Um, and so, yeah, and I'm working on a new show for next year, and I'm planning shows for 2019 when we have our general election and prove that democracy has not been captured. Peter Dirk, I, I said to you that I would bring you, I have a photo that's going to go up in Darling of yourself, me and Ruda. I have it with me and I'm bringing it. So don't worry, I'm dying to okay. come and see you soon. But you are a legend. Thank you for what you do for South Africa and thank you for joining us. And that was lovely. Thanks very much. Cheers, be good. And Bye. that is the phenomenal uh, Peter Dirk Ace. An incredible. Amazing. Incredible man. You know what I find so amazing? I love him. Listening to that clip. Obsessed with him. You're listening to Nelson Mandela, Charlize Theron, all these amazing people sing his praises. And you kind of think, I mean, if that happened to me, if mm. Nelson Mandela was like, hey, Nathan's great, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I don't need to do anything else with my life. I'm happy. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm just starting out kind of, you know, plenty you know, more to come. It is it's such an incredible experience when you go to Darling and you, I've done quite a few interviews there. Um, is Darling you know, a place or a? Darling place? is, Darling is a town. A town. In the Western Cape about an hour. Okay. Outside of, uh, out of, where are you from, child? Uh, not the Western Cape, clearly. Uh, clearly. Um, but you go, uh, one hour out of Cape Town, you go off to Darling and it's, um, it is a town called Darling in the Western Cape and there is, the whole town is dedicated to, um, uh, Evita Besaid note into Peter Dirk Ace. It's a theatre. There's the Peron where you can go and you can have a beautiful South African meal. You go into the the museum, um, Evita's museum, which is incredible, by the way, to go off to this museum because you see every single thing from the letters that Madiba wrote to him. Uh, he, he got a, a letter from Madiba from jail, and you see the black markings in it to Evita wow. and to Peter Dirk. And then you see this, the awards across the world, the doctorates that he's received. And, and then you see some of the old National Party stuff. And, and then it's, it's really a phenomenal spot. And then what you do is you see he sh- he, him perform. So Peter Dirk arrives on stage, and Evita ends the, the show on stage in different characters. Um, it is something to see. And yeah. every, you know, we, we're quick to go and see Table Mountain or Robin Island. Um, but if you are somebody that wants to learn about South Africa, laugh, have fun, and really have a good trip, Darling's the place to go. Peter Dirk Ace is a legend. Sounds amazing. I had no idea. Thank you for the education. And I tell you one extra thing about it that I, I love is that in my head, it's Peter Dirk and then it's Evita and it's Tani Evita and it's Peter Dirk. And there's not, 
it's two separate people. So when I, I it's the strangest thing. So I, I, I so hi Peter Dirk, lovely to see you. Um, uh, please, when will Tani be ready? And she said, well, she'll be ready in a moment. And he gets changed and gets her ready. And you, and then all of a sudden it's two separate people. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I've only seen one other person do that. Um, uh, uh, hold on, I'm going crazy for a second. But he played, he played uh, Mzeg Mzeg. Um, oh yes, DJ uh, Spoo. DJ Spoo. Yeah. Where it's com- it was completely two different human beings. Mm. Crazy. But I think you have to do that as well because people are like, oh, yeah, do do a Vita for us, you know? And then he's like, well, well y- y- no, <laughs> nobody can't. Yeah, but he's got a good. For many many years, you couldn't ask. Um, Evita, you couldn't say, hi, Peter Dirk, can we talk to Evita? He'd be like, yeah, send her a letter, I can't stand. He does, they, they don't like each other. They really don't. They, they don't like each other. It's very interesting. That was the wonderful Peter Dirk Ace to start the show. This is cliffcentral.com, uh, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous, the unview. Always good to have great entertainment on the show. That's what it's about. Yes. And, uh, we're going to play something in a moment as well. Which yes, is, is we good. will. Um, <clears throat> celebrity boxing match. Is, uh, we bully proofing the world. And on the line, I've got, uh, not only is he a TV star, is he a model? He's becoming one of, I think, one of South Africa's toppest, top commodities. He's also doing this wonderful uh, travel show on Emnet with, uh, Yanez Vermeeren. Uh, Siv Ngesi, welcome to the show. Siv, uh, a big, a big event happening tonight in Cape Town, the celebrity boxing. Welcome. How you doing, man? Good. Well, excellent. Thank you for joining us. Ah, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the radio. Um, Siv, tell us what is happening in Cape Town and what is this all about? Because it's bully-proofing our lives, and you've got uh, eight different celebrities, if I'm not mistaken, all going for a bit of a box-up. All right. There's a bit of a miscommunication. So the celebrity boxing has happened. Tonight's a different boxing event for children's charity, right? I usually fight, but this time I'm the organizer and the MC. Um, we're fighting for Data Share and Pebbles Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, items to auction. We've got a lot of prizes to give away. And we're just there to make a lot of money for children's charity. Okay, great. Sorry, I got slightly confused there. So- no, no, sorry, it's not you. Do you know what happened? Is that it's been hap- everyone's been, because the brief went out, and there's two events on the brief, and then everyone just joined them into one. You know how media does it sometimes. Nah, but well, but, but Siv, again, a great cause, and I love Dare to Share, and I love the, the, the magic work that, that they're doing. Um, tell us, what can people expect? Tonight, what they can expect is uh, an event like no, no other, because it actually has, it's an event of pro professionals and amateurs, right? It's mm-hmm. more of a, a boxing extravaganza. Like, uh, we have a lot of auction prizes that have been donated to us. Uh, we have a lot of uh, items that have been given to us to give away. All the sponsors have been quite incredible. We have me on the mic, which is not going to be a straightforward ring announcement. I'm going to be making fun of the fighters. I want to be talking nonsense. And we're aiming to make a, we, we're aiming to make a, a, over 200,000 rand per charity. That's, that's our target for tonight. Well, and that's excellent. Um, again, we've, we've interviewed Mark from Dare to Share on the, on the, on the, on the show. An incredible story again of how this man walked into during winter time and just walked into the city of Cape Town and lived for eight days uh, on nothing. Um, changed, I think, the, a lot of the way people saw things. Um, but again, it's important for, for well-known personalities to get involved. No, it is, man. I think, I think in South Africa, we've got to get to the point where South Africans can stop complaining. I'm sick and tired of seeing statuses. There's a status here, there's a tweet there. It's trending. But the question is, what the hell are you doing? Actually, I'm on, on internet radio. I can play um, so I can't say. 
uh, it's what the hell are people, other people doing? You know what I mean? Like, for me, currently, I'm fasting um, for the next, for, during Ramadan. I'm not Muslim, but I want to be able to feel what people feel day to day, you know? So I only actually eat one meal a day. It's not the same as Ramadan, but I want to be able to experience how people feel, you know? So I love I, the way... I feel like it's time you should put your money where your mouth is. I love the way you uh, you realize you can swear and you go with hell. <laughs> Yeah, no, because I can say fuck. Yeah. Yes, you can. You can say yeah. fucking hell. Um, uh, again, dare to share, doing a lot of wonderful things. They are doing, um, you know, <clears throat> obviously helping a lot of people with the storms that have happened within the Western Cape. They do a lot of things with these, with these cards, which is just incredible. The game for humanity. Um, and they've got the school version. Remember, we're going to do that yes. uh, shortly. Mark Bira, of course, uh, and all his, his friends, uh, in the Cape that do this. It's, it's quite phenomenal. So talking about your personal career, um, Wonderful running around the world with Yanis. I have to be honest, my life is not cuck. Like, my life is not not cuck. My life is better than most. And every time I'm on Twitter, I let people know that my life is not cuck. No, man, I'm doing a travel show with Yanis around the world. Like, we've become so close. We literally, their kids have become like my little nieces and my, my nephews. And the wife has become my sister. So it's been quite an amazing experience. Traveling with one person around the world is not easy, but we got along like a house on fire. You know, there were moments when I didn't even be in my room a lot longer. But, man, it's, the show's going well. There are great reviews, and we're hoping for a season two of the 23 episodes. It's, quite, it's, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, it's interesting, Siv. I've had the pleasure of working with, uh, with Yanez on many occasions, uh, filming behind the scenes with him, um, and then working with him on a, on a travel show he did with Jeannie. But, uh, I mean, he's a fun guy to go with, eh? That energy is Definitely. unbelievable. Definitely. You know, the funniest thing, which is like the funniest thing about him is that a lot of people don't know how smart he is. No, they're super clever. It's, it's, it's because for me, I can't, I can't absorb the kind of information he can, you know? So literally, he was the information guy and I was the personality guy, you know, and I try to give as much information as possible. But when it comes to the absorbing information and history, you can't challenge the guy. So I, I, I'm so glad that South Africans got to see another side of them, you know, because I think everyone's always got to see the pretty boy from Top Billing, you know, the pretty boy from, mm. all, uh, from uh, the other travel shows. But for this one, they're going to see the information side because if it wasn't for him, there'd be no information on that show. Uh, I'm going to add a couple of things. Also, phenomenal things that he's doing as a producer. And, of course, the stuff that Cheeky Media is doing is also doing things out the box. So, a heads up to Yusuf Stevens and to, of course, Yanez and the guys at Cheeky. Because I know that it's uh, it's nice to see that they're rocking and rolling in the industry. No, definitely. They're doing great things. They're doing really, 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 really great things. And I think for them, it's a, it's a personal challenge to better the people that they used to work with. That uh, little jab there. Um, so I, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, and I hope they can uh, take the, the people that they learn from and just uh, show them what, how it should be done. So if we're in winter. People are looking to do interesting things when it comes to travel. Where is the best place that you've been to on this travel log show that you've done for Mnet? Of course, it's every Sunday evening. Uh, tell us some. Yeah. Of, tell me some of the places you've been to where you've loved. If people think it's places to go to, where where would you say is it Cuba? I'll, yeah, I would say people should get their asses to Cuba before so. the Americans take it over and destroy it. <laughs> um, so get to Cuba in the next two to three years before the Americans come in and really yeah, make it their haven. It looks like it's 1959 yesterday. Uh, get to Japan as fast as possible if you can. And go to Nepal. Uh, very three different cities. They are all um, so different but so amazing. Uh, different in Japan. 
Siv, uh, we're losing you there, but uh, I wish you all the best for this evening in Cape Town, and it's great chatting to you. We, we, we lost Siv there, but Siv Ngezi, uh, TV star, he's a model, he's a, yeah, it's a, a great, have you seen the series? No, I haven't. I saw them rolling um, cigars in between <laughs> their legs. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, let me just tell you, Inez is one of the most wonderful people to travel with. Besides the fact that he's just super good looking, they both are. But I mean, I mean, professionally, they are just brilliant. Yeah, when brilliant. I travel to like tropical beaches and things, I, I like to take someone bigger and less six packy with the. Because you know, then, you're going to travel with me. Well, I'm just saying, I like to take my shirt robust. off and not feel, you know, like, oh, look, there's Inez with his washboard. Oh, please. You know what, you, you know what my answer is? What's your answer? Mine's was, my, mine was all under wraps It's just under bubble wrap yeah. <laughs> And I also have a wetsuit And, and you know the best thing The best thing ever What? Where's your six pack? It's in the cooler bag Yeah in the yes. fridge Correct 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 And remember Graham Watkins taught me this And I love it Some people are built for speed And the others are built for Comfort, comfort. Yeah Maybe you should change it to the rich The thin, the rich and the comfortable <laughs> No we are fab- You can never uh, yeah, change okay. the fabulosity well, Fine Of fine. this but uh, I must tell you, uh, it's also great to see that uh, we're talking about great things in the theatre. Priscilla's last weekend. Um, but another production that has come to South Africa is uh, is called Kakadu, the musical. It's happening at the Joburg Theatre, um, which, of course, it's happening in the main stage there. It's, uh, it's a Nigerian musical that has come to South Africa. Um, we've got Uche Wakedi on the line, who's the producer. Uche, welcome to the show. Hello, Alan. How are you doing? You there, Uche? Yes, I am. How's it going, Alan? Thank you for joining us. Now, it's so wonderful to see that you've brought this this production from Nigeria to South Africa. The the the, the response has been incredible. Firstly, tell us what is it about? Well, Kakadu um, is a nightclub that was quite popular in Lagos in the sixties, in Lagos, Nigeria. So it was like um, a melting pot immediately after independence for people from different parts of the country and also for the European community that lived in Lagos. But Kakadu has been used as a metaphor for Nigeria. And essentially, the story traces the journey of four friends from different tribes, um, looking up for a young country, but, you know, having their dreams and their visions uh, shattered, as it were, by the civil war that started in 1969, seven years after independence. And, you know, it's also, it also looks at the personal relationships between those friends and their love interests and how war ultimately affects our lives. It's It's got rave reviews and it's good to see. Uh, you see, I, I love the fact that, that we can go and watch a phenomenal production from Australia in uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert um, at Monte Cassino. And then we can go off yes. to see Kakadu at uh, at which is a Nigerian production. Next week, yes. we've got an, a, a Bollywood production coming to, wow. to, to South Africa. We'll have some of the guys on the show there. It is good to see that musicals from around the world are culminating and coming here to not only Johannesburg, Cape Town, but also Durban. Yes, it's, a, it's good to be here. And, you know, the audience has been extremely receptive and they've been very good to us. Uche, the, uh, the Nigerian music industry is actually affecting the whole world at the moment. I know Nigerian sound is, 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 you know, all over the South African sound and in America it's doing really well. Is the theater doing the same sort of thing? Is it getting all over the world? Is it getting recognition for Nigeria? Well, it's beginning to, uh, theater had gone to 
speak for a while. But, you know, it's, it's waking up now. And what we're beginning to see, Kakadu premiered in 2013. Mm-hmm. And since then, there's been a number of musicals coming up. So I think that over the next five years, you're going to see many Nigerian musicals. So you're going to see a lot from Nigerian theater over the next five years. Um, Usha, I'd like to, to ask you a question. And it's, have we got Nigeria wrong? Let me say this. Because often I hear people just, I think I've got the wrong, I've been to Lagos and, and I think it's quite incredible. But people have got Nigeria wrong. It's not, often you go to places in America and they get Johannesburg wrong. Um, what is it that people don't get about Nigeria and why do you, what would you say that would encourage us to maybe go there or, or, or to experience Nigerian culture? Well, the, uh, first I'd, I'd say it depends on what you think of Nigeria or Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times, I know Nigeria gets bad press. Uh, Nigeria gets bad press for all the, all the usual reasons that you get bad press. But at the end of the day, uh, one must remember that Nigerians are extremely warm, hospitable, and an intelligent uh, group of people. And Nigeria is a place where human endeavor, where private enterprises appreciated and you know encouraged. Um, where do you go? Should you go to Nigeria to get a piece of Nigeria? Why not? But, you know, like in any other country that you go to anywhere in the world, um, you go in with the right intentions and you meet the right people. And, you know, things that really happen for anybody that is like that, that way inclined in Nigeria. Well, I've got to tell you, I think if you want to have a, a breakthrough into Nigerian culture, um, this is a great way to see it. And I love the fact that it, it, is. it is set in 1969. It gives you some historical background. It gives you not just the current Nigerian music. It gives you a flair because I listened to some of the music. Um, uh, I haven't seen the production, but, but it gives you some of the flair of, of the progression of Nigerian music, which is really good. It does. It does because, you see, in a way, music is a character in the play. Mm. And music, the music is a milestone for the passage of time. So you'd find mm. that immediately after independence, we're all you know, trying to assimilate Western values and culture. So we did a lot of Anglo-American um, soul and pop. And before High Life came in, and as, you know, as Nigeria became more aware of its own identity and the people of Nigeria started to express themselves in their own cultural way, you find that the music has changed and appreciation of the music has changed. And that's what the music in this production does as well. I recommend people go and see it. When does the run end? It, it runs up until the 18th of um, June, which is Sunday. We have a show every day at 8 p.m. except on Sunday, which is at 2 p.m. And it's on at the Mandela in the uh, uh, Joba Theatre. Mm. And I think it gets up between 150 rand and 350 rand. So please go and go and see it. And again, if I, I'm, I'm begging people if you are not going away for the weekend, and, and maybe don't go away. Spend a little bit of money. <laughs> Let me just tell you, because it's to go and see. If you haven't seen it yet, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Because I'm telling you, you have to see it. You've got to go and see Kakadu, the musical. And, of course, go and see Peter Dirk Ace. These are three must-sees. And if you can get it in this weekend, I'm telling you, at least get one of them in. I, I recommend it. Thank you for uh, Ushe. Uh, uh, Wokeri, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much. Be good, my friend. And uh, a great interview. Happy to see things coming from all around the world.
You know, you, we get the Annies and the Phantoms and the Priscillas, which are brilliant, and the Disney on Isis. I love that. It's nice to but get African stuff as well. Exactly. Often I think we're, we, we're just getting Europe, Australia, America, and, you know, very much like our media, and it's changing. It's changing. We're getting African stuff in, which is really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about it. This is CliffCentral.com. My name is Alan Ford. <clears throat> I've got a frog in my throat. See, you've also got sick. No, I didn't get sick at all. No, I well, just you got, got a frog, frog in my I've, I've got frogs that uh, leap out, out of, of my stomach. throat every now and then, <laughs> and you've got a frog uh, in your throat. But you're looking good, eh? Yeah. Can we, can we lose the beard? When are we losing the beard? I vomit after lots of meals. All the vomit must be on that beard of yours. No, it's not. You can clean it. You know, it's cleanable. Okay. Yeah. Now, I asked you to bring the ukulele. Yes. And you didn't. I did not, because I was I was feeling very shaky this morning and not able to play, mm-hmm. but I brought a friend with me. Who did you bring? George Formby. And what are we listening? Oh, we're listening to? It's called Auntie Maggie's Remedy. Remedies for stomach and... Oh, remedies for everything. <clears throat> Even make horses win horse races. And ladies and gentlemen, Auntie Maggie's Remedy. Now there's all sorts of medicines that you can buy. No matter what ailment you've got But I know a special one you ought to try You'll find it the best of the lot It's me Auntie Maggie's homemade remedy It's guaranteed never to fail That's the stuff that will do the trick it's sold at every chemist for one and a kick. Now if you get lumbago, rheumatics or gout, or a pain in your Robert don't kick up a shindy, you'll never get windy with Auntie Maggie's remedy. If you set your alarm clock for eight in the morning, you're bound to wake up, I'll agree. But I'll bet you by heaven You'll wake up at seven With me Auntie Maggie's remedy In the young lady's bedroom I went by mistake My intentions were honest, you see She shouted with laughter I know what you're after It's me Auntie Maggie's remedy Yes, sir Oh, me Auntie Maggie's homemade remedy Doesn't that just put a smile on your face? I love it. I love George. Now when the baby starts crying, there's always a reason. And if you inspect him, you'll see. Oh, the poor little chap has covered his nappy with anti-Maggie's recipe. Now I went to the doctor, I wasn't too well. And he made me lie on the settee. He said, there's trouble brewing, you've been overdoing your Auntie Maggie's remedy. Now I know a girl who was putting on weight in a spot where it just shouldn't be. I need this, thank you. So I said to Nelly, now you rub your ankle with Auntie Maggie's remedy. I love it. I tell you, I love it. 
I think it should be our theme song for winter. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing. Um, if you if you haven't listened to our podcast previously, we've we've been looking for remedies to get out of this winter blues. Um, yeah, it, it, I'm cracking up a bit. Um, I read a very interesting article about um, certain home remedies that you can use. Mm-hmm. Some of the strongest ones are honey, turmeric. So eat a lot of honey. Eat a lot of Indian food. I, I, I thought you'd lose weight with turmeric. I don't know. Well, I'm, I want to do both. Auntie, auntie you need to rub it on your ankles. I, which means you, you should be doing sit-ups. That's what she's yes. talking about. Oh, wow. Did you see that? what she was trying to get it? Instead of rubbing it on your belly, you had like try to get to your ankles. Ah, that makes that's sense. That's was, that was, that was some exercise. But, yeah. but we have lots of wonderful remedies. And of course, at the hot toddy is always good. Yes. This time of the year. <clears throat> you know, the winter blues. Yeah. Are you going to give us a song later? Uh, we'll I see. just gave you one. Okay, that was me. I'm George Fomby. Um, so I've got to just tell you something that, uh, it is so wonderful to, to be here. Um, obviously every single Thursday morning, but we often forget the people behind the scenes. And I've got to just say that the things that go crack in the night. Well, you know, we, we had Dawn Lindbergh on the show and I had Anton Ludic, um, on the line. Nothing behind the scenes about Dawn Lindbergh. No. But the interesting thing is that Dawn, in dedication to Anton and I, that's going to add now probably another hour to the Lady Awards, um, is now going to have behind the scenes award. We haven't worked out the criteria yet, but we, but it is good to acknowledge the people that are behind the scenes. Now, it's always great to see Dennis Davids and, um, uh, the greats on stage, the Jonathan Rocksmouths and, and, and all these fantastic people on stage. But what's even more incredible is that sitting in the pits are some of the best musicians. Mm. Uh, people like Clifford Cooper, Brian Schimmel, um, uh, Rowan uh, Becker. Um, his lovely partner from America, who's the, a giant of a gentleman. I don't know how his head doesn't pop out of that, that pit. And Kevin Crock joins this phenomenal group of people that sit in the pits that make the music. And I loved it yesterday because I went to see Priscilla Queen of the Desert eighth time. Um, and, and someone said to me, yo, there's a CD playing. I said, no ways, no ways. There's an orchestra. Kevin, thank you for joining us in studio. <clears throat> thank you. It's great to be here. It's incredible to be able to say to people that when you see theatre, similar to the show that you see this Nigerian production, you've got, if not a band, an orchestra. How big is the orchestra of Priscilla? How, well, how many pieces? Well, t- uh, Priscilla's orchestra is actually, it's just eight of us. That's it. Wow. And, you know, like you say, like people go, yeah, there's a CD on it. And they come down at the end of the show because they're like, what's going on? And they suddenly see there's a pit, there's this like hole in front of the stage. And they look across and people are like, oh my God, there's like a band, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and it's actually, you know. Well, it's not really a band. It's more than a band. Yeah, it's more it? than a band, you know. And what's, what's fantastic about it, you know, the writing, Spud Murphy, who's the arranger of all the, of all the tunes and stuff like that. You know, there's eight of us, but it sounds like the 25 of us. Mm, yeah. You know, and that's, that's just really, really skillful writing to, to make it that way. And it's, you know, it's, it's exciting doing what we do down there. You know, we have our own bits of fun because, you know, m- most of the guys in the pit, and if you, like, when you're conducting the show, you see it all. But, you know, if you're just sitting at your station, down in the rest of the pit, you know, you've got to have other moments of fun that go on, which no one else sees. I know, because on stage, <laughs> often when you open that book in that 
That I'll never forget when I did, uh, I did, uh, Debbie Does Dallas the Musical. The only uh-huh. one that I produced, uh-huh. produced and starred in. And that's I saw that. <laughs> I know, Kev. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. It wasn't, wasn't great, but we were naked. Uh, yeah. what are you talking about? I did, I did, I, I loved it. It was weird, but <laughs> let's not go there. We made money though. We made money. But I, I will say the following is that it, there is, I love the fact because no one gets it. You've done the performance. How many times now? At least. I think on Saturday, I think on a Saturday evening, we'd done 80 performances yeah. by Saturday evening. So oh. by, by 52, I mean, you, you start to open books and all of a sudden when you meant to be looking at the book, there's a, there's a, a picture of the funniest gorilla or something. <laughs> and, and that's, it is quite cute, but it, it, it's an incredible job. It's a difficult job because yes. I, I, I watched the production manager, or should I say floor manager mm. say, Orchestra, are you ready? Because you set the pace and the tone. Mm. And it was very interesting to watch that perspective yes. of your stage uh, or your mm. floor manager mm. because she wasn't watching. She's not going by the um, the the spoken cue mm. by no means. No. She's always following musical cues, which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, so they, the, the stage managers all... You know, in, in order to do your job as a stage manager, you, you kind of need to read a score. You need to be able to read music wow. because a lot of the cues are... On certain things and on certain uh, musical cues, and it's all written in them. They get the whole book, you know. The, it's like it's like the show Bible, you know. And they get and they get that sort of thing. And the other the other place that she will get cues from, she's got me in a monitor, right there by her. And you know, the stage manager's got on a show. You guys know that. Yeah. And my, let me tell you something. If you miss a cue that you need to give her in that monitor, I mean. No, I don't know if I can say this on radio. I mean, are we allowed to? You can say whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you're going to be in a fair amount of trouble. I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pile heaps and heaps of shit. Heaps and heaps and heaps. And she'll let you know about it, let me tell you. (laughs) But looking at your life, you're still a part of the Johannesburg Philharmonic. Yes, I still am. And is it, uh, how important is going back to the basics? Because that's what's the key here. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about this because this week, in fact, um, yesterday and again this evening, the repeat concert will happen of the Joe Book Philharmonic. Uh, it's got a new CEO, the um, Bongani Temba, who's actually the currently the CEO of Kazadin Philharmonic as well. And uh, we, the orchestra is going to be relaunched, uh, I think, in... Later this year, I, I'm, I'm not too sure of the date, so let me mm-hmm. not spe- um, give you the wrong information. Um, but you know, this week it's been fantastic because I, I went to the, 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 the dress rehearsal yesterday morning because obviously I can't make the performances in the evening. Mm. And the fantastic, uh, con- Japanese conductor, um, Shinotsaki, who I mean, I lost, last played with as a soloist with the JPO in 2013. Um, and then there is this fantastic ensemble, the first ever ensemble to be affiliated to Carnegie Hall, um, called Dakota, who played with the orchestra mm. and is playing again with the orchestra last night. And then we have a fantastic, one of our great young composers in this country, Matthias van Dijk, who's written this new piece for orchestra. It's basically, it's electric, it's like mm. electronic music, but for real instruments. It's incredible. And wow. it, you know, it features the, this ensemble from New York and, and the full orchestra. And it's exciting. There's exciting stuff happening, you know, and I think there's a hunger in Joburg and Gauteng in general for, for orchestral concerts because, you know, yes, we, yes, we, we, it's we, true. we're missing out. Well, I mean, again, if you went to see uh, a night with the stars. Yes. That, uh, uh, Matt Moranis, Brian mm. Schimmel and uh, Gemma. Uh, Moranis put together. Mm. Uh, 
You saw the youth orchestra. Yeah, the Joburg Youth Orchestra Company. An incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and is is Richard Cox still? still oh, he's he still, still going. I still work with him a is lot. Is he still and, going? Oh, he is still going. I yeah, know we absolutely. love Gareth and I used to love saying. And on the line we've got Dick Cox. Dick <laughs> Cox, welcome to the show. But but we, we've performed with him because we did a lot of concerts in the zoo. Gareth mm. and I, fifteen years ago for seven years. Yes, of course. So that's Gareth right. and I used to sit and sing with, with the orchestra. I used to play in that in that in that gig as well. And I think Nathan's done. You've done that gig as well. Yes, I've done Starlight Classics. Yeah, we've, I you've remember done it with me. Yeah. The one we did, we actually featured a horn section from Delft. That's right. And it was so phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal because you got these guys who are so professional and they step off stage and the language that comes out of their mouth you're like wait a minute you don't sound like the you other don't symphonic sound like you came from the orchestra yeah no but you know what's oh. quite you know what's quite a lot of fun is actually one of those guys who was on that Starlight Classics gig at Fachlichen, he's actually the, he was the lead trumpeter for that for that band wow. from Delft he is our trumpeter Lorenzo Blichnert he's our trumpeter on Priscilla Okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's all these, this is what I love about music in this country and stuff like that, but all over the world is how, you know, we make these connections around the country and around the world just through playing and through doing these different gigs together. You know, I, I love it. It's great. Well, it, it, it is incredible. I, I want to just talk about some of the things that you've been involved with. You've worked in Phantom of the Opera, The Lion King, The Sound of Music, Singing in the Rain, Annie. You're currently doing you, you, Priscilla Queen of the yes. Desert. Um, you've worked with Il Divo. Yes. You've worked with Catherine Jenkins. Yes. Um, wow. <laughs> yes, but you see, people forget that. People go, oh my goodness, El Diva. Meantime, sorry, there's the oak that's putting the whole thing. <laughs> Without him, come on, you know, it's like, incredible. Do you, do you sometimes wish that you get the, the limelight or the accolades? That's a weird question, because sometimes we forget I, the yeah, pit. I actually wanted to ask you, <laughs> doesn't the pit frustrate you? Because yeah. it's only till after, when you're walking out of the tournament, you're like, oh wow, there was a, there was an actual yeah, yeah, band playing. Don't you? See the, yeah, I've got, I've, well, I, that's it, that's where I was going. I've sort of got sort of a weird dichotomy in my personality, which is like, I, I, I'm kind of loud and out there myself. Um, but the minute you kind of turn, a spotlight in my direction. I just want to run. <laughs> Unlike and Brian Schimmel, who does not want to run. <laughs> yeah, in fact, he wants to descend he, from the roof. He, he will. Um, He'll start doing trapeze. And I love Brian. I mean, that's true. I love it. You just get people that like that. And so you, I, yeah, I, I, do you I, like I, being behind the scenes? I like. I like being behind the scenes. I like. I, I, I'll do my job. I'll do everything. But I'll duck out of sight the minute that the minute that light goes. <laughs> so you're grateful for the pit then? I, I love the anonymity of the pit. But, but don't, don't you think they should just be in sight slightly more? Maybe just pull the little wall down in front. I just want to see them because I, I find it a very interesting part of theatre, especially when there's live music. I love to watch the musicians. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite parts, you know, being a kind of musician that's not as good as you guys. I like to watch and learn. <laughs> so so it's, it's quite frustrating. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, th- I think yeah, p- part of the part of the 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 great thing about a pit being a pit is that there's stuff that just happens out of sight. You yes. know, <laughs> so you've mentioned what what's the what's the naughtiest thing that's ever happened in a pit? Ooh. Oh, I mean, are they like <laughs> are they like full on fist fights? Do people get jiggy? What what goes on? No, I'm sure there's sometimes <laughs> that you want to kill some of the performers. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, let's, let's, let's go there for a second. Well, okay, I, I mean, there, 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 there are things that have not, not, I'm not, not on Priscilla. Um, people are far too professional for that. But, um, I, I, you know, I've worked with some artists. Uh, I think we were talking about this before the show. Yes. Um, and, you know, 
you just can't believe what happens sometimes. And I uh, and and I was shocked out of my wits. I mean, I won't. They, they, the, 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 uh, these, uh, the artists uh, shall remain. Blah, 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 blah. Remain anonymous. Is Thank that spotlight you. burning into your eyes now? Yeah, it's like going like lasers through <laughs> my retina. <laughs> yeah, so the artist that shall not be, be named. named. Do you know, we, 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 we got the whole orchestra together and there we go. We have this big rehearsal, the conductor. The and you had works, the mu- sheet music, sheet everything. music, everything. We spent three hours rehearsing the entire program only to get to the end of the rehearsal and we get told, okay, guys, so... Um, Everything's actually going to be off. The mics are going to be off for, for, for the orchestra rhythm section. Uh, your, uh, your, your instruments aren't even going to be on. You're going to play CDs. Yeah, basically, this, this really was a CD concert. And, you know, the worst part was. I know who it was, by the way. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, we'll keep it here. But the worst part was afterwards when people are like, Oh my God, you, you guys were so were incredible. incredible. You were amazing. And you know, they've paid 800 rand a ticket or whatever it was. Those were the cheapest tickets. And you, like, you, you're like really guilty and you can't tell them, well, yeah. actually, you know, <laughs> I looked good doing it. <laughs> I looked good doing it with my fakisms going on there and the conductor sort of conducting me. I had a solo to do, which, you know, luckily the, the keyboard was so hidden away from the audience view mm. that you know, I could do this whole fakery yeah, you can just pl- yeah. with the keyboard that was switched off. You know, Kevin. Um, people that want, you know, everybody sends their kids for piano lessons. Yeah. As, well, not every child, but a lot of kids go yeah. piano lessons. They go off to uh, soccer. Yeah. They go and do ballet. For people that want to get into this business, what do they need to know? Especially from a muso's point of view. Now, I'm not talking about the actors and the stars and the TV and the soap operas. Mm. What do they need to know? Well, I mean, okay. If you're going to talk about orchestral playing, about uh, playing in musical theater pits and things like that, uh, you, you, you need to get yourself to a point where you can go and study at university, to be, to be quite frank, because you need the pedagogy, you need the technique, because different shows are going to demand different things from you. Um, and yeah, and you need that background. That background is so important. Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, once you, ca- once you, once you graduate and you come through the system, you know, p- you know, people are always like looking around because mm. we need to fill positions. So like I'm going off to conduct sound and music next and I had to find musos. Musos. And I had to specifically, you know, the, Max Finbo, the producer from London, and he's producing it over in Asia. Um, he, I have to get, I have to source the keyboards locally mm-hmm. and, the, and the percussion player locally. And so the, the jobs are there. That's the, the, the jobs are there, but obviously finding the, the right co- people, the yeah. right people, the competency level and all that kind of stuff, um, is, is difficult and availability is another problem. Yeah. Kevin, I thank you for joining us. Thank you. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert ends Come this and Sunday. see it. Please. It is the best. A lot of fun ever. And please, if you don't miss it, you're going to have to see it overseas. Oh. I promise you it's going to cost you 300. Like, no, like, seriously. $200 a ticket or at least 150 pounds. It's going to yeah. cost you an arm and a leg. Thank you for joining us. It's great Kevin Crock, uh, top musical director. Thank you for being in studio. Nice to get some of the guys behind the scenes. We love it. Thanks, man. It's very, yeah. very, very good. Um, so on that note, uh, we, we look at the restaurant, uh, of the month or the week, depending or, or something, you know, something different. I went to a place in Durban called Mama Luciana's Totaria Pizza Pasta since 1933. I went with my partner. 
Brayden, we had the best time there. It is so romantic, but so family, and so the food is absolutely superb. I couldn't believe that we have a restaurant that is 80, uh, 80, what, almost 85 80 years, years old, yeah. 84 years old, um, that still has those traditional, wonderful Italian values, uh, 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 that you can taste through the food, that you can taste through the ambiance. You can see them giving a little shot over there to that. That table that's been there for the last 40 the years. Grappa. You know, uh, having a little grappa or a, uh, a lemon chata. Uh, it, it's incredible. So, Marco Conte, thank you for joining us on the line. 85 years, brother. Incredible. Hello. Are you there, Marco? Yes. Hi. How are you? Good. Marco, what makes Mama Luciana so expensive, uh, so exceptional? What, what makes Mama Luciana? So exceptional. Well, um, and you must forgive me, my, my, I've got a bit of sleep, so my throat is a bit uh, gone this morning. Um, Mama Luciana's is a restaurant that we started with my mom and I, and we made uh, homemade pastas, and that's what made us different from everyone else, is that we made our own homemade tostellini, ravioli, lasagnas, all by hand, and um, <clears throat> there were uh, uh, dishes that my mom had brought down from the uh, generation. <clears throat> we started doing them in a small uh, restaurant in Windermere Road, and that's what made us. Uh, that's where we started, and that's what made us different to other restaurants. It must be one of the oldest restaurants within uh, in South Africa, if you think about it. <clears throat> yeah, we, we started in '99, and uh, we've uh, we started a very small 30, uh, 30, uh, 30 restaurant, uh, 30 people restaurant, had about 10, 12 tables. And then we grew like that, you know, and it was, um, we used to, people used to sign us up and book a, a, a portion of, of Panzerotti. They used to keep me a portion of ravioli. Because we only used to make like six or seven portions to keep it fresh every, every day. We used to come in and prep and make fresh pasta. It's fresh pasta. It is romance. Uh, <clears throat> again, it's been going since, I mean, I know that this, the store that you have now, it's been going since 1999, but 1933 is the actual origin. No, my mom. My mom was uh, was born in that. Year. So that's that's why we we said that that oh. her and her mother used to um they 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 used to cook in Italy. And uh, so when we came to South Africa and we started up the restaurant, oh. it's it kind of like it, it so it came from from that, that period. From of time. I suppose the impressive part about that is your mom must have been cooking pasta from the minute she was born. She was uh, born in the, in the time of the war, and at the age of 10 years old, her and her mother used to make pasta for um, the village uh, that they came from, Modena, where, where you know, they were cooking for, for the locals. And, um, yeah, it was, it was dishes like that that, that that we still do today. Marco Conte, it's, uh, it's in Durban North. It's an incredible restaurant. It's called Mama Luciana's. If you haven't been there, it's something to visit and it's a place to go and see. Thank you for joining us, my friend, and uh, for being on the line. And uh, again, an incredible experience. I must say my partner and I, very romantic. Oh, it's romantic. At least winter's. It's, it's our anniversary, yeah. so we're going to have an anniversary day. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, not your and I anniversary. Uh, 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 Mine, uh, Brandon's uh, anniversary. Right. So, like, you know, it's, uh, we're going to maybe do a bit of Italian style. Yeah, that's always Good. Always romantic. Yeah, French, How's your Italian. Wonderful, wonderful. When's your anniversary? Our anniversary is in April. Ah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so we. Uh, so I'm just we, throwing a happy anniversary out there. We actually reviewed the restaurant I went to on my anniversary. It yes, was we did. Licorice. Yeah, yes, amazing. Excellent.
Hundred percent. Yeah, it wasn't made. By, I mean, the pasta wasn't, wasn't made, made by babies, and, <laughs> yeah. babies in World War in II. But. I, but I love that story. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, children are way more impressive in wartime. Hey? Yeah, it shows you what they can yeah. do. Um, you got something you want to play for us just before we leave? If we have time, yeah. How long just, is it? It's uh, just a couple of minutes. We just have to hear a little bit of it. Uh, this is a little bit of Peter Dirk Ace's Evita's free speech. Goodness me, another, another nuclear accident in, in Japan. Gets, wasn't there one when they had that tsunami? Uh, the Wagi Mama, Fugi Mama, Fugi Wagi, Achillevietmos, that uh, nuclear power station that glows in the dark. Still, still, radiation. It's terribly worrying. And we wanted to build another six nuclear power stations in South Africa, thanks to the Russians. Of course, uh, we would pay for them. The Russians would build them. And the switch would be in Moscow, near Melivarda. I'm so glad the High Court said no. Of course, my mother, Oma Osavania, lives in Darling in the old age home, and she's very, very worried that something will happen at the Kuburg power station and that radiation will affect her. I said, Mama, near Melivarda. She said, yeah, if this is a southeaster wind, within six minutes, she will be dead from radiation. I said, oh, to my mama, it's a very painless death. But you know... I have experience of radiation. Back in 1985 or 86, I remember sitting on the stoop of my um, uh, house in uh, Lagerfontein, a farmhouse. I think I was sitting there on the stoop of Pope having tea. And suddenly a little chicken walked past without any feathers. Except for Pope, why has the chicken got no feathers? And I suddenly said, oh, my machtach. It's Magnus Milan, our Minister of Defense, who two <laughs> weeks before had come to me and said, Evita, I've got things I need to store somewhere. Uh, Please, we're going to play a bit more of it. But we had him on the show earlier. Peter Dirk Ace was fantastic. Nathan Rowe, thank you very much for joining us. Don't miss Peter Dirk. He's, it comes out every Friday on YouTube. Don't miss his TV channel. Uh, it's really been good to be with you today. I hope that you have a fantastic, wonderful, wonderful Thursday. And, of course, this is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous. Have a beautiful day. The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.